Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. So we did this kind of yellow wash on top of the, you know, primed the walls, and then we got this yellow paint, but it wasn't just rolled on. It was kind of painted in a crisscross pattern so that it was kind of light and dark all over. And, and we took some like drizzle of red acrylic paint from my daughter's like paint kit, basically. So there was just like tiny flecks of, of red that added to the texture. So the walls were basically pure yellow, but if you look really up close, you could see this texture and it was like, it was so vibrant and so alive. And what was there before was kind of like antique, you know, the people who had lived there before had antique furniture and it was lovely, but it was dark. And, and this was just bright and sunny and it was just a huge difference in feeling. And of course, for me, there was a huge difference in feeling in the, in the atmosphere of the house. And I think that really, I'm happy that I got to do it because I think that really propelled me into the new phase of my life. You said something earlier when you were talking about um, like knowing, right? Like you were mm. inside the, mm -hmm. with the, the therapist and he said he, he chose not to participate. What was that? feeling like was that the moment where it all started for you like is that was that where the realization came from or was there no that was that was just the that was when it was settled you know that I mean I think before that I was just um I think I felt out of my body for a long time in that experience I I remember doing things like going into the backyard and putting my hands in the dirt yeah like I just I needed to be grounded and I I was not that kind of person. I was not <clears throat> the barefoot in the grass kind of kind of person, but I just felt compelled to, to ground myself. And I just kept saying, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Um, <clears throat> I, I was so uncertain of how to move forward. Like, am I making the right decision? This is, this feels crazy. Like this is like a parallel universe I'm stepping into. Like it just was never on the table for me. And um, I, I had to admit to myself that it was much more than sort of being understanding of someone else's personality or coping with the ups and downs of relationship or whatever, like I was being emotionally abused and I had refused to see it for what it was. And um, that just kind of walking into that new framework of, of seeing things for what they were um, it was just, I don't know, it was like an altered state of being. I, I didn't have any reference points for that. It was just a completely new thing. I, I had never considered it before. And I was just effectively blocking out 
those painful um, experiences in order to continue to function. I was just a really functional person. So, um, people who, who, you know, my colleagues at work, I was playing, actually, I was a, a symphony orchestra musician at the time. So I, I did that for about 25 years. So my colleagues in the orchestra, people started saying, you look so good. Like, what's going on? I, I don't think I, you know, I certainly wasn't sharing with anybody my, my story, but people started commenting that I looked so good. And that was really the moment where I, you know, the few weeks that it took me to unpack this, this new idea and this new identity. Um, and, you know, it was, it was me creating a boundary for the first time and saying, like, this is not ever going to be okay with me again. Like, I'm not available to be, to be treated in this way. Like, this part of our relationship has to reform. And that's basically what came out at the, at, you know, with the therapist. And then the therapist tried to engage him to say, okay, like, how do we move forward here? And my husband basically said, we, we don't actually, like, we just pack it in. So I carried a lot of hurt about that, I can say, um, as much as I was relieved, like, okay, good. I mean, he's given me this, this is my out now. Like now I can say I tried and he's not interested in this new me who, who won't tolerate that anymore. But it hurt very much that I had invested whatever, 13 or 14 years in trying to make this, this relationship be okay. And in the process, I had really killed off a part of myself. Like I had sacrificed a big part of myself um, in the service of keeping the relationship going. And that, and that, that didn't seem to matter. And that that wasn't enough. And that me on my knees at my lowest point saying, I can't do this piece anymore. And him saying, well, I got nothing for you. That was hard. That was really hard for me. Um, and I remember the, that the, for a couple of years, um, that our, the wedding anniversary date would be really hard for me or that, that something would come up and that, that was just, a lot of grief kind of woven through the like the overwhelming relief of being liberated from that situation but the the grief was there um quite profoundly tracy i hear your exit and the clarity that you have right the decision i hear you how your spirit was talking to you and you you know it was probably the first time that you were listening to it. Yeah. What I'm curious and with your permission would love to hear is how did you distinguish that you were emotionally abused? How did you, where's your aha moment 
where you were like, okay, my, I'm not going to accept this. Like what happened? Um, I can tell you that I, um, there was an aha moment around realizing that my marriage was not okay. And that had to do with, um, with getting into another relationship and feeling for one instant, what it felt like to be, to be seen in another way, to be esteemed or, you know, to be held up as somebody worthy of being with. And like, that was the instant that I said, like, this is crazy. I like, I did not want to, you know, I didn't want to run away for another man. I didn't want to have an affair. It was just, it, it opened my eyes to the idea, like, <laughs> now that I know what this is, now that I can see the contrast, I can't go back to that other thing. I can't do that. Like, I, I neither want to continue an affair, nor do I want to, um, you know, leave my relationship. It's not about this other person, or it's not, you know, it's not about that. It was just that, like a curtain opened and it was like somebody was shaking me by the lapels to say like, like this is not worthy of who you are. Like being treated that way, accepting to be treated that way. Like I can't do that to myself. I'm doing that to myself because, you know, my husband gets to be who he is. Like I don't need him to be different. I don't need him to twist himself into a pretzel and do what I did basically in reverse to stay together with me, like to, to deny some important uh, aspect of himself. I, I just, I'm going to stop allowing myself to, to absorb that energy. Like I allowed myself to say, oh yeah, this must be true. Or, okay, just keep the peace. Don't say anything. Just, you know, let this move on. This is a bad temper moment, whatever it might be. But, but I could suddenly put the pieces together and say like, is there something good about this relationship? Like, like, what are you, what's nourishing you here in this? And in the end, there was nothing. In the end, there was really nothing. And I could tell myself stories that, okay, he's interesting. He's an eclectic reader. He's intellectual. He tells funny jokes. You know, he's artistic. Um, he's got a very passionate nature. I could make an intellectual list of the things that, you know, that brought us together or things that I did enjoy about being with him. But there was nothing about our relationship that was nurturing me in any way anymore. So I think it was that I think that I, at some moment I allowed myself to have contact with, with another man that otherwise would not have been in my, you know, arena to do and just seeing how someone else could look at me in a way that was like, 
just the just the esteem. It wasn't about sort of a, like attractiveness or being lusted after or something like that. It was just somebody who said like, like you're fantastic. And I thought for a moment, I think maybe I am fantastic. And why do I allow myself to, to be treated like somebody who's the opposite of that? Like, why do I take that in to myself? And it was really just a moment of standing up for myself and saying, no, no, that's, that's crossing a boundary. I won't, I won't do that anymore. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.